0: We are going to be looking at, for the next couple of weeks, looking at um, living life on purpose. Living life on purpose. And uh, uh, academia, scholars, philosophers, uh, just generally people in regular living on Main Street have grappled with this question, how in the world did we get here, right? So there's been debate in colleges and all over. um, The reality is all over the the world about how in the world we we got here. Um, The Bible says that we got here because God said so. (laughs) Amen. The Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, First John tells us that. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And all things came from Christ and will come back to Christ. And everything we are is all about Christ. Society, our culture, this age we live, live in tells us that to find your purpose, you got to look inside yourself and look at all your talents and abilities and all, all that that goes along with that. But If I brought an invention up here that you've never seen before, you probably wouldn't know how it would be operated. And you wouldn't know what it's for. Isn't that true? We were created and designed by God to have a purpose that he has given us. And that is to live our lives in extreme satisfaction and enjoyment of who he is, but also in this Awesome revelation that we can live our lives for the glory of God. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The world says it's all about your desires, your wishes, your aims, your pursuits. You have to find yourself. That's a weird thing. Has ever, anybody ever come up to you and said, I, 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 I want to like go to a place because I have to find myself? It's kind of weird, isn't it? I uh, heard the story of a dad... That his son said that to him. And he goes to his son. I found you. You're right here. You know, here you are. Sometimes we feel like we have to go to different places or just find ourselves. But here's the thing. The love of God, the grace of God, the truth of God's word speaks to us that when we come to Christ. We find ourselves. When we come to Christ, we understand what life is all about, that he's our designer, he's our creator, he's our inventor, and the word of God is actually the very owner's manual to our heart and to our life. So you see, God says, I got an amen from Simon. That's awesome. Thank you, Simon. So God says it's not really about uh, me and my purposes and my desires. It's about his purposes, his desires for mankind. It's All about seeking the Savior who desires to intimately and intricately know us and love us. And for us to enjoy him and live our lives to the praise of his glorious grace. In Revelations, the Bible speaks about uh, Jesus coming to the churches and saying and knocking on the door. And he says, behold, I knock on the door. If you come and open the door, I will come in and have fellowship and communion with you. And this is exactly what Christ is calling to the church today. He wants to intimately and intricately know us, love on us, and have a personal relationship with us. We were made by God for God and to live in a relationship with him. And until we understand that, we will never, ever find meaning and purpose in life. You know... Sometimes um, we drive for success, maybe in our vocation or in, in our jobs, and it gives us purpose. It, it kind of drives us down the road. But how many of, of you have ever met uh, a guy in his middle age that just have co- has come to the conclusion that all the success in the world, all the materialism in the world, all maybe the power and authority That you had means means very, very, very little to satisfy that God shaped little hole in our heart that only Christ can can fill. It's only in Christ that we discover our our origin, our significance. We discover intimately our identity, our meaning, our purpose and our very destination and our very destiny in in life. So every other path. Kind of leads to frustration and disillusionment, and this is how God has kind of set it up. Every time we venture out on our own to try and uh, be happy or try and engage in something that uh, to satisfy the 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 hollowness and the emptiness in our lives, we 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 come up short. Usually, Jeremiah ten twenty three says, "I know, O Lord, that the way of man." is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father. Nobody gets to the ultimate purpose of their life without the starting point being Jesus Christ. Let's let's turn over in our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. And we'll start with verse 15. shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he's instructing us, make Jesus Lord now and come into the purpose of living your life as the designer, as the creator, as the inventor has, has told us to live. Let's turn over to Psalms chapter 139. This is apropos with what's happening in our court system Um, just recently. Psalms chapter 139. And let's look at verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. speak life to this world amen and there's going to be controversy there's going to be dialogue but our quest for the church and the church to minister to a lost and dying world is that we would speak life into souls life into their hearts that the grace of the Lord Jesus would transform people from the inside. you know you can walk down the street with banners and do protests and all that kind of stuff but what does that really really do we, we live in a world where uh, our society is so polarized, one side to the, to the other. Democratic, Republican, conservative, progressive, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Christian, black and white. What God is telling us is that each individual was uniquely created in the mind of God. You were conceived in your parents' womb. But guess what? Even before that, before the eons of time, your life, uniquely created, was conceived in the mind and the heart of God. The Bible says that his his thoughts are precious to us even before time began. Ephesians 2, verse 10 says, You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Before even time began. So I want you to to picture this, guys. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit gathered up in in their living room having a discussion about your very life, your destiny, your significance, your identity, created exactly the way God wanted you to be created, put in the very family that God wanted you to be put in, And factored into your destiny, all your mistakes and all your stupidity and all the things that you go through. And we know that whatever the devil would bring against us for harm, the Bible says that God wants to do it and bring good to us. Amen. So all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And his purpose is that we would be conformed to the image of Christ, changed from the inside out, live our lives for the glory of God, and experience his presence and his purpose in an awesome, awesome way. You know, have you ever been lost in the forest or in the uh, the woods, late at night, in the dark of night? It's kind of scary, isn't it? My father was, uh, went hunting with a bunch of guys, and he never went hunting. He never shot a gun or anything, but he decided to venture off into the night. It was snowy. It was cold. And he actually got lost and wandered the forest and the woods. And he knew if he fell asleep that he would freeze to death. But finally, in the morning, when the sunlight came up, they found him, and he was able to uh, hear the cries and And uh, see the campsite. But, you know, even if he had a flashlight, it wouldn't really get him too far, would it? Because he would just be kind of shining it in areas in which he wouldn't know where to go, what to venture back from. And uh, there was a pastor that uh, told a story that he got lost in the woods. And he actually had to shut his flashlight off. And had his eyes kind of get keen, and then finally he had some friends that doused the fire with gasoline. And in the in the far distance, he saw the flames go up, and he saw uh, the destination and the purpose, and to get back to the camp. And this is what uh, God is talking to us about: our enlightenment, our flashlight, our aims and dreams will not will not satisfy the deep yearnings of a relationship with our creator and our designer. We are wanderers, the Bible says, and we find our rest when we find it in Christ Jesus. And that's the, uh, that's the awesome, awesome thing. Turn over to Romans chapter 12. Uh, verse 1 reads this. Romans chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed or patterned or fashioned to this world, but be transformed or metamorphosized by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that's our desires as followers of Christ, to walk in the will of God, which is the good will, the acceptable will, the perfect will of God. Four things that we want to speak to you about living a life of purpose. Number one is that we worship God. Amen? Bertrand Russell, who is an atheist, actually said, Without a God, life is meaningless. The philosopher Bob Dylan said, that you got to serve somebody. Amen. Eventually you'll be serving the devil. You'll be serving the Lord. You'll be serving self. But who really is worthy of all of our praise, all of our life? There's only one that stands out far and above all the others. And that's the Lord God, our savior and our king. We worship. We worship. Worship is a, a funny thing. We, we, uh, we sat here today and we sang songs. We, we worship the, law, the, the Lord through songs. We were created in the image of God. God literally is a God that pours out. He pours out his love. He pours out his grace. Right. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, the, the, the love of God is shed abroad or lavishly given to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. God is a God that desires to pour out. And we were created in his image. We pour out our love and our adoration and worship to something, to something. And the Lord is calling us to make Christ the one and only thing that we worship. He is worthy of all of our praise. We worship him. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we are saved. We're born again. Amen? We believe in Jesus Christ. Secondly, to live a life on purpose is to have a sense of belonging in the family of God. Isn't it true? Uh, have you ever had a debilitating uh, accident or something happened to your, your body in which something was broken down? It's kind of a nuisance, isn't it? Have you ever had an ingrown toenail where if you just bump it a little bit, it really, really painful, right? There are times in our, in our body where there's things that hurt, there's things that debilitate us. And God is uh, likening this to the body of Christ, that we need each other. We need each other. The body of Christ is alive. Everybody is gifted and graced with the wonder and amazement of the uniquely designed, created gifts and graces of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are here to minister to one another, to the body of Christ. So we belong in the family of God. And we need to love each other. And we need to serve each other. And that's our quest. That's our goal. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We belong to the family of God. Amen. So it's great to see you today. The family of God. The body of Christ. Take a look around. These are your brothers and sisters. The body of Christ. Thirdly. The Lord desires us to live a life on purpose in discipling others, telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Becoming a person of impact and influence, right? Living a life on purpose, serving and loving in deed, but also in word. How many of you have uh, somebody at work that uh, doesn't do their job and you have to kind of make up for it? You know, doesn't that kind of get under your skin a little bit? You want to just rip into that person, but don't do that. Becoming a person of impact is realizing that everything we do, whatever we do, we do as unto the Lord and in the name of the Lord. Amen. We don't do eye service when the manager comes around. All of a sudden we get on the job and we start doing stuff. No, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ and everything we do, whatever we do. We do in the name of the Lord to give him honor and to give him glory. So we become a person of impact and, and influence through the power and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fourthly, we build his kingdom. The Bible says that because of the grace and the wonder and the death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, he transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his light, the kingdom of of his son and we are now building the kingdom of God in a kingdom you have a domain and you have a king and your domain and your your domain is your heart and the Lord is asking us is Jesus Christ the Lord of your heart the king of your heart and if he is we're living for the kingdom of God we're praying for healing we pray for deliverance The Bible says that uh, we tear down strongholds and we demolish speculations and arguments that raise itself up against the knowledge of God. We don't tear people down. We tear down strongholds and arguments and speculations that come from a world that has cast God out of the picture. And we see all over the world political leaders trying to rule and reign with the wisdom of man. And we see that it is failing. Amen. We see that it is failing. The Bible says that Jesus is the only one that will come and bring justice to victory. So we're waiting for that day when he will come and give justice to victory. So we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We belong to the family of God. We're gifted, we're graced to minister to one another the grace and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is conforming us to his image each and every day as we follow him, as we read his word, as we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us and strengthen us. We become more like Christ, more of an impact and an influence in our society and in our world and in our culture. And then we are here to build the kingdom of God. Building the kingdom of God is our aim because we understand the work of the devil. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his kingdom, that's his his desire. We see it all over the world. Sorrow and pain, war, degradation, abuse, misuse. Jesus has come and called us as ministers of reconciliation to build his kingdom, the kingdom of grace, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of forgiveness. The kingdom that serves, the kingdom that loves, the kingdom that gives without wanting recognition in honor of our Savior and in honor of our Lord. Amen. So we live a life on purpose because we were created with purpose to find our purpose in enjoying Christ and giving him all the glory. We are most satisfied in God when we glorify him. And we give him the greatest glory when we're satisfied in knowing who Christ is. Are you satisfied today in your walk with the Lord in knowing Jesus Christ personally? Amen. Paul said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection, but also in the fellowship of his suffering. He wants to use you. He wants to be able to move through you by his spirit and speak truth into this generation and into this age. He's called us to live a life on purpose. Amen? Do you ever have somebody say to you, you did that on purpose. And you said, yes, I did. We can tell God today, God, you created me on purpose. And God says, yes, I did. Uniquely formed. Uniquely gifted. Uniquely you. Because of your experiences Because of the things you've been through, the hardship, the joys, the triumphs, and the tragedies, God is using you uniquely to touch this world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so are you ready? Amen? Are you ready? Let's bow. Word of prayer. God, we love you today. We thank you for your wonder, for the amazement of who you are. The fact that we can get to know the very God of the universe, the God that created the cosmos, that spoke the world, and creation came into existence. God, we so love you because not only are you the God of creation, but you are the God of redemption. That you have brought us back from the power and the grip of sin, death, and the grave, and hell, and has won the victory. We thank you, God, for your great redemption. We thank you for your forgiveness today. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us a purpose outside of ourselves. The call of God to minister grace and reconciliation to a, to a world that needs to come back to God and find rest. So, Lord, we love you today. We thank you. We give you praise.